Welcome to Podcast 2187. Enjoy the show. And don't forget to submit your blaster for inspection. Hello. Yeah. Party. Yeah, the, we are, uh, I feel like we're kids who are home without supervision and without a babysitter because uh, we're not here with Tim today on, on uh, this a new episode of Podcast 2187. I'm well, Mark, yeah, yeah. and you're Jared. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully Tim doesn't edit this out, but when I said party time, it made me think of, uh, I saw Bohemian Rhapsody, right? Oh, okay. Not a bad film, necessarily. I mean, it, you know, uh, it was okay. Uh, the thing that, that was really interesting, I guess, and this is a real inside baseball type of thing, was having Mike Myers in the movie felt odd to me. Wait, who is Mike Myers playing? He's playing like the manager of, like the first manager of Queen. That's very interesting. And and he's the guy who thinks Bohemian Rhapsody is going to be a pile of crap. Okay. So just with that whole idea that you know, Wayne's World, Bohemian Rhapsody, Mike Myers having him play it, it literally pulled me out of the movie because I'm like, okay, look, that's clearly why you hired him. I mean, he did a great job, but it just felt odd. No, that is. That's super weirdly meta and weird. That's weird. Yeah, I tried to explain it to my wife, and she's like, "I don't. Uh, I've never seen Wayne's World, so I don't know what you're talking about." And I suppose that's probably a lot of people. There's a lot of yeah. people like that. That's weird to think. I mean, Tim, uh, absent Tim, might be young enough to not have seen Wayne's World, or I don't know. Like they, that was such a big scene in that movie. Like when they promoted it, I remember being in the trailers as a kid. That was one of the first movies, like we've talked so much about um, uh, trailers being different from the films that, that they uh, have pr- promoted, like specifically on this show, you have talked at length about dis- disappointment from things that were promised in Rogue One that we did not see. <laughs> and uh, and I think that's all valid, but uh, I, I think the first time I remember something being in a trailer and not being in a movie was from either Wayne's World or Wayne's World 2, but I remember being a kid and there being a joke that was in one of the trailers and it never came. And I was kind of waiting for it the whole movie. And I was like, wait, wait, what? Like they don't, there's stuff that they don't put in the movie. I didn't know anything about the process yet. It was weird. They, they tend to do that with comedies, don't they? I think so. I think they do a lot of alts. They do alternate takes uh, a lot with comedy where they just, especially like, there's just a whole genre of like improv comedians who do comedy. Yeah, there was- there's a whole other version of Anchorman that just replaced the jokes with all the other ones. Yeah, they they, they did the second version in theaters for the, for Anchorman two and Anchorman one. Yeah, they 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 had enough extra footage and an entire like C plot cut. In addition to they they were debating whether or not to do the panda birth that they ended up going with in the original Anchorman and a Weatherman like plot. And there was a story of, like if you people are old enough to know about it or interested in it and are familiar with the weathermen. They're an extremist group running around saying they were the weathermen <laughs> wearing suits and like threatening people and stuff. Dude, the seventies were a cool time. It was cool, cooler than t- terrorism was cool back then. Yeah, okay, that, that is what you're saying, right? I'm just, I'm just saying compared to now cooler than, than uh, now, like it was less, I don't know. The, the, terrorism was on a less global scale, and they they took the time to dress up <laughs> and wear costumes. So at least it was uh, at least there was themes. 
but uh they there is a version of that with Maya Rudolph playing like one of the leaders of the Weathermen. I think it may have had like also like some like Manson family stuff and like Symbionese Liberation Army like 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 stuff going on. Like basically all the weird culty stuff going on on the West Coast uh in the 70s like rolled into one and like and they they used a bunch of different cuts from the same scenes and that and that that subplot to cut together a movie called Wake Up Ron Burgundy. Oh, that's right. It's awful. I tried to watch it a couple times, I think. And I don't know that I ever made it all the way through. Because like they try to make it fit in between scenes of Anchorman. <laughs> like it's a concurrent story. But it doesn't make any sense because most of them are just alternate takes of the same scenes we saw. And it, ne- it leans really heavy on the narrator, who's funny. He's like really funny in the first and second Anchorman movies. But it's like overdone in this 45 minutes of movie that they try to make into a whole direct to video thing. But uh, yeah, if you can find it and have uh, the time and interest, I guess I, I really liked Anchorman. I don't think it's worth it. <laughs> so, have, uh, have you seen any good movies lately? Um, trying to think I liked uh, both Bumblebee and um uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse uh, yes, a lot. I like I both, both those. Let me yeah, let me yeah. let me suggest. I'm not sure if you have any AMC near you, but I have joined the. My wife got it for me for my birthday, but I joined the AMC A list, which is uh, it's three movies a week for basically twenty bucks a month. Oh, that's a really good deal. Oh God, it's amazing. It's so I like that too because it just would force me to go see movies more. It did. It did because not only that, you know, they they did it right because it forces me to take people sometimes too, and so I've probably spent more at the theater than I ever have because my ticket's free. I might as well spend, you know, something for somebody else, or I might as well get some popcorn, or I might as well get a drink. But you know, I haven't even had it for a month already, and I've seen. So I saw Aquaman, which I loved. I thought it was a lot of fun. I really want to see Aquaman, and uh, it's so fun. And and Holmes and Watson, I want to see or Watson and Holmes, whatever. Just to see how bad it is, or I, don't, I like those two guys. I like uh, what do you call it a lot? The uh, um, Ricky Bobby, uh, yeah, Talladega Nights. So I, I, I figure it's probably gonna be stupid. For, I mean, I, look, if you have an AMC, if you have an AMC <laughs> near you, and you have twenty dollars a month that you can that you can, uh, you know, if you're already spending twenty dollars a month on movies, it's definitely worth it. I mean, I went and saw, I was like, okay, I'll go see Wreck-It Ralph. I went and saw Wreck-It Ralph, went and saw Bohemian Rhapsody. I saw Spider-Verse. Uh, I went and saw Glass uh, yesterday. Oh, man, there's so many movies out that I would, that oh, I would it's, see. It, and it's even getting more, too, because I wasn't intending to see that kid who would be king. Yeah. The trailers looked really good. And then I read it from, it's from Joe Cornish, who did Attack the Block. Oh my God! It is. I didn't know that. I written, I, I saw. I've seen and a couple. Directed. Oh, I now I have to see. It. There were a couple right. posters for it, and I was like, "Man, those posters look a little cheesy." But I wish I wanted to see this. Like, like I like the idea of it. Now I now I super want to see it. Holy, I, like that. Like we, I, I've talked about it at length. That's one of my favorite movies in like the last twenty years, if it's not great like movie. ever. It's so good. It's just so good. It's like it's crazy how efficient and fun. And just like it's perfect, you don't need anything. They didn't need any comic book tie-in. They didn't need any 
prequel or whatever. Like it just, it's just perfect on every level, man. That makes me excited for it. Like I was mildly interested. Like I was like, man, I'll see that on HBO when it's out. Now, now I'll probably see that in the theater. That's awesome. Because there was, there was, uh, there was like a little. I saw a little thing for it, and I was like, eh, okay. And then I saw a trailer with with some of the the supernatural elements they have to fight. Uh, yeah. And- you know, I, I'm good for any skeletons that are flaming that ride horses. Uh, Dude. So, so I was like, okay, oh. this is pretty good. I would like and, Tim, and, when he edits this, to note that I did not just curse because I wanted to curse in, in excitement and celebration <laughs> just instinctively right there. Because, yes, flaming skeletons riding horses is cool. Yes. And then, and then, so what, like I said, same thing with you. What sold me is I read it was from him. I was like, okay, so now I got to. I have yeah. to. Yep, I'm down. You got two tickets. Why don't they? Why don't they make that a bigger point, selling point? I I feel like like especially just just I if you can get away with it, I think they'd be able to because it's all true. As long as it's true, like just say from Star Wars is John Boyega's Attack the Blocks. Joe <laughs> like I, I don't know how to make that jaunty or quick. Well, they're doing it. They're like Flash Film. <laughs> just looking at it online, Flash Film posted a review. I think it's today. So they post a review today that is it comes out Attack this the- Friday, right? Yeah, yeah. Attack the Block director Joe Cornish returns with a perfectly nice. fine family adventure, and that sounds like great to me. It sounds great to me. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. Like, uh, I'm I'm into it. Uh, I'm trying to think anything else. Uh, TV wise, I watched the first episode of uh, The Passage on Fox. I thought it was pretty good. It. Give me some supernatural vibes because there's a lot of classic rock and a lot mm-hmm. of just like rock that was like my dad's like 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 early seventies <laughs> like like I don't know there's some stuff like like like, like not, not even music and sweet that's from the early seventies but like I don't know stuff that my people my my dad's age would like I feel like it was like all, very on the nose music musical cues but it's this uh, based on a vampire novel because. The last, I guess, the, the the thing that we needed most right now in pop culture was another something to give another try at vampires, <laughs> their take on vampires. Yeah. But yeah, it, it was good. it was very it was very entertaining. Uh, I liked it. I'm gonna give it a, give it another shot at the next episode, starring Mark Paul Gossler as a dude who like saves a little kid. Like that's the premise, uh, and there, it's like this vampire epidemic is just about to be starting. I guess is the whole idea, and. Uh, that was good, and it makes me think that he, with all like the hustle and bustle and and recasting on the on the horizon for DC movies, I feel like since Cable has said that they're done with him, uh, I think Mark Paul Gossler would be a contender. He somehow got to be huge, and I think he'd be a good Superman. Who? Zach Morris. No. If you see pictures of him, if you watch him in this show, I because he was he was a good uh, cop in what he called um Blue, and okay. then, he's and then now he's giant. Now he's like no. a giant dude. Yeah, I think he'd be a good Superman. Okay. I would never have thought so. Like in the middle of Franklin and Bash, I wouldn't have thought so. And but he but he got he got huge. So now I, I think he'd be a good Superman. I can't. This, because I think honestly, you know, as a guy, as a guy who grew up with, uh, you know, Christopher Reeve, and Christopher Reeve will always be my Superman. Oh, he's um, the best, the best. <laughs> yeah, Cavill, Cavill does a great job as him. 
So I, you know, I don't know who they could go to afterwards. And, and God, I even I hate to say it, I even like Brian Singer's uh, Superman Returns. Part oh, of I, oh, I Part liked Ruth fine. Some of it, I wish it. I, you know, I, I, I'm never. Well, I've never been behind the idea of of. Okay, so so if Superman the movie, you know, the is your first introduction to Superman uh, and, and the characters, then. The depiction of Lex Luthor is fine, I think. But once you've read comic books, Lex Luthor is sort of a bumbling genius or a, I don't know, Lex Luthor just isn't right to me, whether it's played by Hackman or uh, or Kevin Spacey. I've always said that it only works because Singer did do it as a direct sequel to Superman 2, which I love because like, if you're going to do that's the right breaking off point. Three is insane. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh God. Yeah. Where they where at the last minute they're like, we're not going to do Brainiac. Instead, we're going to do Richard Pryor, which I am obsessed. Ever since I was like a tween, I have been obsessed with the meeting behind the scenes that synthesized that movie. I just imagine all the cocaine in the world and like someone being like looking at the numbers of like the toy or or some other movie with uh, with Richard Pryor that would have sold to kids, and like at the last Superman movie, we're like, all the white kids in the world will see Superman, all the black kids will see him with Richard Pryor. So he's put them together in a movie. Like, but this doesn't make any sense. Like, this this story doesn't work when you make it not Brainiac. It's like I don't care. Like, let's do it. Like, and and this is like, why not make him Brainiac? They didn't make him an alien. Like, if it was just gonna be a white dude, like, I don't know. It's, it's very frustrating. Like. Like he could have still been the the character Brainiac, and that that is like a behind the scenes thing that he was supposed to be. But but no, they they just circumvent that weird story, and where it's also like the same plot. They even reference it in Office Space, but it's the same plot from like an episode of Cagney and Lacey, but aired around the same time. Where it's like it ties into taking the money from business transactions, like the fractions of cents. It's rounded up or down and stealing them with computers. And then, but it also involves like making a weird f- f- form of kryptonite by using tar as a missing ingredient. Like it's very bizarre. It's uh, a, <laughs> it's all over the place. That's like the chemical element tar and appeared on a computer. And like, at like at nine years old, I saw that. I was like, that's BS. <laughs> like that's nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> nobody thinks this is real like but somehow that guy made into a movie but no um but when no when singers came out uh it was uh what do you call it like like a direct sequel to the first two so I, i i liked uh thinking of spacey's version of lex Luthor as the hackman one alone like he pulls off the Hackman Lex Luthor really, really well. He did a good job being that same character. But like you said, it it doesn't really work with the comics or any other version of him. That's honestly like that's how I see uh the Heath Ledger Joker, to be honest. Like I don't think he really works as the Joker, but I still like his performance and like the character enough that I don't really mind. I don't know. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because they, okay, they are, like, very different. So I looked it up for you. Yes. I just, I just happened to see it. It uh, took me a little bit. but So I guess what happened with Richard Pryor and Superman was that uh, Richard Pryor was on 
uh, an episode of uh, Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Oh, I, yeah, no, I heard about that, but it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> That's what it says. That supposedly the producer saw it and <laughs> said, people will come for Pryor, like you said, and people will come for Superman. <laughs> No, so, it's true, yeah. and, and and he does a, he does an impression of he tells a story about Superman basically, and it's and it's funny, but like they it's like them trying to do that bit into a into a subplot in a Superman movie. It's so weird. It's very weird. I but still think po- it's that poster is, that poster is gorgeous though for Superman three. Yes, I have to it look really it up. Is. It, it's it's just him carrying it's him carrying Richard Pryor and it's painted and it's just <laughs> it's like what what it's it's a weird movie it's so weird it is Isn't, that's not the one it's the next one that has uh, John Cryer as Lex Luthor's wacky nephew yes in Quest yeah. for Peace which is another one where like they did all sorts of weird edits. With Solar Man, with the villain, it was like redone several times. At one point, he was just going to be a negative image version of Superman. I think. Yep, that was. Oh, uh, I mean, I I liked them so much as a kid. I still still enjoy them. I haven't seen any of them other than like the first two, I guess, in a long time. But no, those were those were good. And I and I'm so excited to see Aquaman. I've only heard good things, and it looks really great. It's awesome. Uh, uh, and the uh, only thing that's bad is uh, my wife has a crush on uh, Momoa now. That's but, that's yeah. unavoidable, man. That's <laughs> that, dude, that dude's a giant. Uh, I, I'm on. Ass. I'm I'm on a second rewatch of Game of Thrones now too. No, <laughs> so my my third rewatch. Her second. That's funny. Between Momoa and dragons, uh, you know. Oh, I'm there's that. There's a really good show he's on that's on Netflix. I think. Or this was no, 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 not not the one that's like uh, a Netflix original. I haven't seen that one. That one might be good. Um, there's one that I, I really enjoyed. That I think it ran two seasons. Um, called The Red Road. Okay, uh, and it was on Netflix, and yeah, it's, it's only twelve episodes. They're like short seasons, but it was a show about a. Uh, a Native American reservation, and he's a guy who can't comes back during this like time of like craziness. Who grew up there, and it's really good. Like, he, and he's awesome in it. Super hunky, so I'm sure your wife would enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. See, mine are mine are more calculated. I'm like, boy, I think Jessica Lang. I, I she she's my crush, and my wife's like, no, Jason Momoa. Like, mine's at least more realistic, I suppose, to my age. Jessica Lange is very is very hot still. Like that's a good crush. Oh man, you you look at King Kong when she was in King Kong. It's like oh my god. She's just like oh. even uh, even like the last time she's an American Horror Story, she's pretty hot still. <laughs> like, as an as an older lady. Uh yeah, no, she's awesome. But and, see, I, I'm I, an I, awesome actor. See, that's my issues because between her, I also have a thing for Glenn Close, uh, current Glenn Close. I'm not sure what's going on. I think that's just that's fine. That makes sense. They're just age appropriate. Yeah. But I'm not that old. That's Maybe. true. Yeah, I think I'm that but old. they're not that old, really. I guess. I, I guess Jessica Lange's getting pretty old. I'm in my forties, man. That's true. Boy, Tim's gonna be so mad. Yep, we have not talked about Star Wars yet, but there's very little Star Wars to talk about. 
Uh, All right, let me talk about resistance then. Okay, we'll talk about resistance, and then we'll try to relate the second half of the show or second portion of the show to things that have to do with Star Wars, at least tangentially. (laughs) We didn't. We didn't even try. So So, I didn't. I didn't watch yesterday's resistance yet. I did watch the weeks prior with the giant monster, and I am a sucker for giant monsters. I love creatures. That's my. That's my thing. Creatures and ships. So this should be right at my alley. The problem with this was that, so the general idea is a, there's a little creature who stows away and they want to keep it as a pet. And it's it's a small creature the size of a dog, right? So then this giant creature shows up and starts attacking the facility. Correct? Okay. What, what do you think, Jared? I'm guessing that this is a by the by the numbers kids show TV show thing, and it's like, oh, it's just a misunderstanding because that's their kid and they want their kid back. Correct. Except the whole thing they're going, he just want the creature just wants to eat him. The creature just <laughs> wants to eat him. <laughs> oh my god, that's and, amazing. And, and this creature is so tiny that it would literally be like like a sesame seed to this creature if it if it ate you know. It's kid, and obviously it turns out to be its kid, and everyone, oh, it's really its kid, and but at the we same time, I'm just don't have fiction in our world, and have never heard yeah. this story before. <laughs> they kind of even look similar when you look at them; they have the same color scheme, <laughs> and I'm, I'm just like, okay, look, you guys are way too stupid. This you should really have figured out by now that that you know that's the kid. If this but, were an episode well, of Scooby Doo. It would only be believable if it was Shaggy and Scooby who who said this, and everyone else walks in and they're like, "No, it's stupid! There's the, their kid. <laughs> you need the bungling idiots to do this, not everyone in the cast to fall for it." I mean, the, the the animation is fantastic. The special effects are great. Uh, I loved it as far as the look of it goes. It's just the motivations behind the characters are like, okay, this is this is bad. But otherwise, yeah, fantastic. And I even watched yesterday, so I have no idea. Um, it's not always available right away on demand for some reason. And, uh, I was busy in the front room. I couldn't go into my room to watch it where it was recorded. So yeah, that's, that's where I'm at with that. So what you're saying is it's your most favorite Star Wars show. Oh, absolutely. It really is. There's so much good. Look, everybody who likes resistance, that's fine. I don't hate it. It's really something that I'll watch when, when I have a spare, you know, I don't look forward to it. I just, when it's on, I'll watch it. I, I'm hoping that when, you know, the timeline gets closer to force awakens, that there'll be some really, you know, interesting stuff, but uh, you know, it's not season two this year is not the highlight of star Wars for me. Mandalorian is clone Wars is episode nine is, you know, this is just like, Oh cool. There's something star Wars to watch. And, you know, it's not even, oh, cool. It's more like, oh, there's something Star Wars to watch. It's not even close to destination television for you. No, it's not. And, you know what? And, and I would actually be, I would think it would be great if somehow they're able to put uh, the actor who plays uh, Kazuo or whatever uh, mm-hmm. in in episode nine, even if he's just walking around and it's a throwaway, I think it'd be great. But, you know, who knows? Is, you know I think that'd cool. be very cool. Yeah, because I'm assuming he makes it. I don't know. Did we talk about the? Did we talk about the Force Awakens trailer at all? I mean, the Resistance trailer. It's hard for me to remember. 
Resistance trailer? Yeah, for season two. Oh, I don't think we did. Did you see it? I did not yet. Okay, so basically at one point, Jared, Hux has his speech during the show. Oh, like the one from Force Awakens. Yeah, where we would destroy, you know, the whole thing. Yeah, 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 his big Nazi speech. Yeah, which means that that, uh, I'm assuming if the main character's dad is on Hosnian Prime, that his dad gets destroyed. Yeah, he would just about have to be uh, exploded. Right, and since and since this show ends pretty much with The Force Awakens, more or less, it sounds like it, and and Last Jedi is like two weeks, <laughs> two weeks, three weeks after Force Awakens. You know, I don't know where they're going to go with with season two. I mean, we may even see this. We may even see Kaz as one of the guys who attacks Starkiller Base. That's true. This could and fold maybe, right into it. It could be kind of cool. Yeah. Well, for all we know, maybe, maybe in uh, may, again, I don't know if we talked about this or not because I, I think maybe it was Tim that I talked about it with uh, on the episode you weren't there. But imagine if season two is is Kaz and everyone's favorite Snap Wexley. Oh no! Maybe, and maybe Jessica Pava, what they were doing uh, during the Last Jedi, why they couldn't go help. Um, you know, they were saving the wrongly uh deemed kill in action Elo Asti from Deep Space. That'd be good, it might be. Yeah, I'd be into it. Um, that's interesting to think about. I, I, it also just all this talk just makes me remember, like, oh, wait, Clone Wars is coming back. I'd kind of forgotten, I'd kind of forgotten. Well, you know, we'll start seeing. We don't even have a. Uh, they're kind of they're kind of on on quiet mode, I guess. For no, and that uh, makes sense. I like I, I they I think if they promoted it too much right now, it would dig into not. I mean, kids who watch we're not it promoting still, anything though. No, I know what you I'm mean, pro- but but even if they even I'm not saying to compete against resources to promote. I'm just saying that if they did promote. Uh, Clone Wars right now, I could see that digging into the, the adult fan enthusiasm for Resistance while it's on. Like kids are still gonna, kids aren't gonna care. But but you know, do you know what I mean? Like I, I feel like the some small group of that only has enough energy for one of those at a time, or or only has so much energy to do, to, to 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 designate for the Star Wars cartoons. I don't know. It feels it feels like I sort of get why they would hold off right now, especially if they don't have everything finalized for any of it. Like they don't want to show trailers for something that's not finished. But for which one? For Clone Wars? Yeah, for new episodes Clone of Clone Wars. Yeah, we're just in, we're in odd. We're really in odd. Uh, like, how do you even have Force Friday? Yeah, what are they? What, what, are you, what are they gonna do? Well, are you having Force Friday for Clone Wars? Are you having Force Friday for the Mandalorian? Or are you they could drop a trailer for, for they, they could drop a trailer for uh, Mandalorian. Right, but what I'm saying is is that all these things are coming at the tail end of, of the year. Right. So so what are you promoting? I don't know. Toys. It, it, yeah, I think I'm gonna here it, since none of it really matters as far as box office. 
it's not going to cannibalize each other. I just wonder if it's too much at one time. I I think it is. It's too much for like, it's going to make a lot of people who like, like this happens all the time. I think in pop culture stuff, uh, people who are into a certain thing in comics or, or in movies or certain franchises or whatever, where so much stuff starts coming out at a certain point to promote something, or there's so many different things that are tying in is they do want things to piggyback. Like when a new movie for a comic book comes out, they also put out a, a bunch of tie in mini series that tangentially relate to it that aren't even, that aren't part of that movie canon, but like feature a character that's, that's introduced in it or whatever. Right. Right. And, and I think at some point, for a lot of people who who had been like, I get everything that's coming out, you know, exactly. They were able, they were able to, to to handle one Star Wars a year with one show going. Now one show's going. That's a new cartoon. There's not more than one Star Wars a year right this second. There maybe still still will be again movie wise, but there's also another cartoon coming in a live action show for the first time coming and the, like in this big movie coming all at the same time that all the tie in stuff and any tie in stuff that comes out for all this stuff is going to be too much for most of us to get. It, so it's no one's quarter. right. No one's going to be able to get all that stuff. And it's, it's, it's weird. Again, I don't think it's, uh, I hate it that there are people who I think are very intelligent and right that just kind of put faith in Disney's planning. Like for anyone to say they know what they're doing. No, they don't. <laughs> like they don't, they're not perfect. Disney, Disney, star Wars, Disney, Disney is not perfect. If Disney, Disney was perfect, they wouldn't have bought star Wars because they would have made a bajillion dollars on a uh, lone ranger and on uh, John Carter and on Tomorrowland. but that didn't happen. So they bought Marvel and they bought Star Wars. Like, and Star Wars isn't perfect. Or Solo would have been the biggest hit of last year. You know, so it, like these aren't the biggest. Like these aren't. I'm not indicting them, saying they're bad at what they do. They're great. They make tons of money. They make good movies. They make good products. They have cool characters. I, I I like Star Wars still, but I think that's. I think you're right. Putting that all all of it in the fourth quarter and releasing it all at the same time, like it's just weird because then they're gonna have another like what years between another film like it's just it's just a weird release because well, i think i think ultimately you, you know the the idea that okay so we're gonna have a movie in the, in the theater that's great we're gonna have a uh we're gonna have a live action show on disney channel that's accessible to everyone we're gonna have a i'm sorry we're gonna have a cartoon show on disney channel that's acceptable to everyone we're gonna have a little bit more adult cartoon show on disney streaming which doesn't necessarily get in the way of the adult live action show on Disney streaming, which is fine. Those all can be seen. And the TV shows on Disney streaming are going to have a life lot, a lot longer than, you know, opening weekend or whatever. Those are designed so that people who pay for the show have something to watch, whether it's, you know, the first weekend or, you know, months down the road. But for the people with the ancillary items, like you said, whether it's, you know, if you're a toy collector, and all these toys drop at once. You're not getting them all unless you have a, a lot of money. I, I like the art books. If all these art books drop, you know, at 40, 50 bucks or whatever in the in the fourth quarter, well, good lord, you know. And then if soundtracks drop, okay, you have to pace yourself. Yeah, if the visual dictionaries drop at the same time, it's like, oh, come on. So you, you just start, you know, you're not you're cannibalizing your the sales from your own fan base. 
Right. I'm going to have to like, push it out when, later. When Force Awakens was coming out, I was getting every freaking Black Series, you know? And, like, now, nothing. Because they just got to the point where it's like, well, I can't collect everything because too much crap is coming out. Like, book-wise, same thing. Like, they had so many books coming out. And now there's lulls in the publishing schedule, too. Like, it's just... It's interesting. They, uh, I don't. Yeah, a book, a book every quarter would have been like a novel every quarter would have been great because then it's... it gives people time to to read it and then wait for the next one. But like I said, they dropped a bunch and then they had none. And like they had a bunch going on that and just like a steady stream of of film on a regular pace, like and all this stuff for a long time going. But it seemed like they had a plan that isn't, it's not to say it's fizzled out, but it's like the pacing doesn't seem as deliberate as it was before, maybe. Like now that's like they, they, now it's like they have like lulls and then scramble to make stuff happen and then a bunch of stuff happens at once. Like I don't, I don't know. That's, that's just how it feels. And I don't think that's necessarily, I don't think there's any real sense of panic. But but when the schedule is that erratic or nonsensical, it feels like that. It has that vibe to me. Does that that makes sense? I don't know. No, no, I agree with you. You, you know, and, and I think I, I, I sad to say, I think that the 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 difference between all of this is uh, Kevin Feige. You know, um, Marvel. Well, see, Marvel's got another thing going on. You know, they don't have they don't have animated ones that necessarily necessarily tie into. The yeah, they're canon, inspired you know I mean? by that stuff directly, but they and they take leads from it. Right now, there's a Black Panther show going on uh, for their Avengers cartoon because Black Panther was huge. But it's like that's also lead time stuff. Like the next one's probably going to be Infinity War related, even though we'll be finishing in the game by then or whatever. It'll, like they'll be leaving the theaters like, because they there's they don't have the same lead time, and there isn't even that much coordination as, as you would think. Because all these weird like vying for playground stuff, and the animation is all under television. It's Jeff Loeb who's directly under Ike Perlmutter, not uh, Kevin. Is it Feige. gone yet? Is no, gone yet? he's still not gone. Yet. It so, sucks. so the good thing, the good. So, so let me get this straight. All the stuff on Netflix was through Perlmutter, right? And Jeff Loeb. Yes. Yes, no, Jeff all, Flo, uh, and Paul Paul Mario is would be his okay. boss. Yes, correct. But all the stuff that's coming through the Disney streaming service will not is have part. Yeah, that's part of uh, Marvel Marvel Studios, the film studio, not Marvel ah. Television Studios. So it will be Kevin Feige directed. It is because of stupid, nebulous new media stuff. Because the way streaming is, they can call it movies if they want. <laughs> and hey, man, I'm so can be they thankful. pull? Can they pull the Gabriel Luna? Ghost Rider from Shield, from uh, Shield, and bring it over to the the streaming service. I think maybe I'm not sure how that works. You can pull, you can pull Coulson. Yeah, but Coulson was originated on the movie, right? But and Ghost Rider was originated in another movie. Also true, but they only had a, a hand of Johnny Blaze picking him up in a flashback. They don't have, uh, and it's you know, like, like, I, don't, I, I don't know. I need, I need to rewatch those. It, man, those are some of the best episodes of Shield. Like, like they're so good. The special effects are great, and you know those movies are stupid, but I still enjoy the Ghost Rider movies. <laughs> so do I. I uh, and and I still hope one day I'll get my Western Ghost Rider. Like it might be the least believable thing in the movie too. The guy who plays him in the flashback, like that guy, he looks. He he was the lead or one of the leads in the the WB show Jack and Bobby, and he was in a couple other things back 
in like the early 2000s and he's just this dude who just is this model looking dude who looks like a freaking kennedy like Nicolas Cage is a very distinct looking dude. He was there's no way that guy ever grew into Nicolas Cage. But but he's next to a girl who looks a lot like uh what's her face? Um who Eva Mendez. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, but like like the girl who plays flashback Eva Mendez is perfectly cast. And so like it's just one of those things where you know it's because Nicolas Cage is the producer and he's like, that kid, that disturbingly good looking kid. He's young me. Like it's it's awesome. Like Nicholas Cage is one of the greatest. <laughs> is that uh is is it Drive Angry the one where he escapes hell in a car? It's just a sequel to Ghost Rider. He's oh, wanted yeah, to yeah. keep doing Ghost Rider and he couldn't, and so they just did it anyway. It's awesome. It's it's everything about him is Ghost Rider except he doesn't have a flaming skeleton head. It's awesome. <laughs> Uh, we stuck like, to Star Wars for a pretty good. We, we stuck to Star Wars for a good, good sh- sh- second there, uh, Tim. Um, <laughs> no, uh, and it's interesting because I so I assume it's the same thing. Although I guess Lucasfilm doesn't have a TV side; they just have an animation side that does TV exclusively, and then a film side. So I guess they don't well, really you, have to have that distinguish that distinction you, at all. You're talking for for who now? Uh, thinking about the Mandalorian, like like the, the, they didn't have to create a TV studio for Disney Play because they're not treating it like TV. Well, and and there might not, there might. I don't know how adult this is going to be. I'm I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be PG-13. Let's say, so you might not get the typical kind of action figures and toys and all that. You might get the more, you might get Black Series or you might get the Hot Toys one. But you're not going to get the stuff, you know, the three and was it three and three quarter or three point seven five, whatever. You might not get those size figures for the Mandalorian, right? You you get those for Clone Wars, I assume. But I don't know. I mean, why would you? You know, why would you? Why would you miss an opportunity to have a Boba Fett looking character uh, action figure? Man, it seems like a no brainer. It really does. Like he's. The debate rolls, you know, rages on to this day. Do people just like Boba Fett because he looks cool? And like, I think even some of his biggest well, yeah. fans, like yourself, would agree. A huge part of it is because he looks super cool. Huge part of it. Huge part of it. And, and luckily, luckily, you know, and and I credit Dave Filoni. He actually did a good job. Is that he was able to flesh out his backstory really well in Clone Wars. That he makes him an interesting character. You know, some yeah. people are like, oh, he's just a clone of Jango Fett and that's stupid. It's like, well, say what you want. You can say that that's stupid. But I don't think anything that happened from his appearance in Clone Wars on makes him ridiculous. I think it just makes him a bit of a badass. No, you know it's, a, it's a good story that origin stories do. And like, there's that interesting point where he becomes kind of an anti-hero slash more like not villain, but just like not a really a good dude. Like he's on the cusp of being a good dude until that moment in the in the one with like the uh human trafficking with the princess. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And Asajj Ventress is like, hey, guess what I'm not cool with? Kidnapping this girl <laughs> and like screws over the deal. Like you can tell that whole episode, that's his that's the arc where he becomes the Boba Fett in the in the original trilogy. He goes from being a kid who actually kind of does have a pretty strong moral compass, even though he's 
he was revenge crazy for a while and he's you know being raised by bounty hunters he's he has a code he lives by and he's like really conflicted but his code becomes i'm gonna do this job like he doesn't really give a crap about hurting this girl in the end like yeah but he has to go through something to get to that point like he has to go through like like what does this mean like you can see it it's very subtle i think in like the animation acting and very well done like uh in in the voice acting i i think like and then that in that 22 minute arc or whatever like because when he sees the girl when he opens the 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 package he's like shocked and he's upset but in the end when push comes to shove like he intends to deliver her to the people who paid them it's it's interesting and and they created a character with depth and and like you said i i'm very satisfied with it and the whole clone thing i mean you're if, you're if you're okay with the force, if you're okay with lightsabers and lasers just ending because of plasma force fields or whatever BS, you believe in like sound and space, it just feels like a really stupid thing to get hung up on a sci-fi trope like clones. It's not dumb. It's just a way to get a character. Like and like identical twins are nature's clones. So it's me to <laughs> twins. There you go. It's 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 uh, offensive to twins. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Do you, you still collect anything or no? Uh, I mean, not anything currently because I'm not getting any comics. I haven't got any any new books in a while. Like, gosh, I haven't got any new books in forever. And uh, I mean, I get the occasional odd thing. I uh, purchased the stuff to, with Chewbacca and uh, and Ray for for uh, my girlfriend for Christmas, and that's about it as yeah, far as figures or no, like uh, dolls. Oh, okay. But, are they are they literally dolls or are they or are they action figures? They're stuffed. They're dolls. Oh, okay. That's um, but I do. I mean, there's I still there's black series I want. You know, like like I, I saw the what is it? The, I believe it's Disney Store exclusive. They have a stormtrooper with uh, with uh, battle damage, and they had a Captain Phasma where you can see her eye. Oh, are those the Elite Series one with the die cast? No, no, it's straight Black Series. Only at uh, there. Oh, yeah. That's bonkers. Gosh, man. Oh, dang. Oh, I'm going to have to go to uh, the Disney store maybe and check it out. Man, I went to the Disney store recently to get something done with my um, my iPhone because there was a, an, an Apple store close by. And it's not freezer ready yet. There's just there's an issue with the battery. But no, uh it it's so different than it used to be. Like it used to be like 50% films, like, you know, on, on DVD and VHS, even like when they were first around. And now you, because of the way media is, it's like, there's none, maybe none of that. Like, I don't think there's any, any physical film media that I saw. There was all just like toys and like kids clothes. So I didn't stay in there very long. I looked at the Star Wars and Marvel stuff briefly. It was like, <laughs> this is weird. Like, like, you like I'm so around there by yourself, Jared. I'm like totally comfortable at Disneyland and at Toys R Us, you know, but like all of a sudden it feels like when, when I'm cutting through Target, you know, and I'm trying to get from point A to point B and I walk right through like the little girl's clothing section. I'm like, I can't stop for any reason because then I'm just no. weird. <laughs> like, you got to keep, like, I don't care if my shoes are untied. Like, you like, attention, we have a possible pedophile in the store. Yeah. Hey, go, go, who, likes, who likes Disney stuff? Can, can you stop? 
I have heightened sensitivity to it because of the early childhood thing. I didn't get it very often, but every once in a while, someone's like, what are you weird? Like, what do you, what do you work with little kids? It's like, I don't know what, what are you weird? Like, that's like, <laughs> like a conclusion to jump to. <laughs> but, uh, oh man. Yeah. We should start getting, the thing is about all of this is, is that, you know, there is, again, there's our dry spell right now. But then we're going to start getting hit hard with everything. You're going to start seeing, you know, uh, there's going to be more and more leaks of everything. There's going to be, you know, trailers for everything coming out. Then you're going to start getting the leaks of the, of the, you know, we'll have our first Fridays. You, you'll have the book leaks. So, you know, everything's going to start coming. That's true. There will be more stuff coming in. Tim's out here. I don't know. I have no, we have no idea. They have to announce stuff coming up at celebration. You'd think. So there's no movie next year. We're not doing a movie a year. At least. I don't think we are. Right. I don't that think seems, they haven't. It seems odd. It, but, but it would seem just as odd for them to announce a movie that's coming out next year already. Like, like this late in the game. Don't you feel like, like, no. Cause I think if the, I honestly think that, that if they announce a movie, right. If they announce a movie at Celebration in April for December of next year, I think it's enough time. I'm not saying it's not enough or even like super impossible. It just doesn't seem like very likely. No, I mean, you know, eh, maybe because the thing is, is that it's oh, it's well, they would be planning it already. Let's say. Oh, I would think absolutely. So all the, they already have, they already have the people. They've already announced these two movies. They've got Ryan Johnson's trilogy, uh, and they've got the Game of Thrones guys trilogy. No, it wouldn't so be crazy. Maybe you get one of those movies right off the bat, and you get it for next year. It's just interesting that we haven't heard anything like about a slate at all. You know, like, like Marvel keeps, even though they don't make yeah, the I mean, entire phase announcements. Like Marvel, even like other stuff with like failed attempts at shared universes, like Universal or whatever, and DC, like they've made all these like and Star Wars in the past, like they they keep they they let you know a little bit ahead of time, a, a lot bit. of times, and, and so it, it it's not. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying it'd be a little bit surprising. But no, you're absolutely right. It wouldn't be crazy. I I would be, think it'd be more likely to be like a 2021 movie, but. Yeah, There's but no reason why it wouldn't be 2020. But it seems like they're really pressing things out to December from now on. So December of 2021 seems far away. That seems like a lot of missed opportunities. You I know, think you're absolutely with, right. It does, but I, yeah. I don't know. Because yeah, look at it this way. They could, they could legitimately announce it. They could legitimately announce it in April. Is that when Celebration is April? Yes. Announce it in, in April. Uh, start filming in may or june have it finished up you know by the the filming definitely by the end of the year and use all next year for post-production and i think that's a normal slate that's a normal time frame it really wouldn't be that that crazy but it just it feels just like have to have they have to have the screenplay down way. and the, yeah probably but i i just think anything else seems odd yeah but i think some of their stuff's been kind of baffling they have there's there, but see for right now with Disney, w- what Marvel is in the works for next year? Um, they've uh, announced several. I mean, we we've got really uh, what what what's filming right now for next year? I don't know. Nothing, right? 
they've announced that they're interested in doing. Uh, I, I know they're I know they're planning on doing a another Doctor Strange. They're planning on doing a Black Widow movie. They're planning on doing the Eternals. They're planning on doing Shang Chi, right? So that's four. Uh, Eternals and Black Panther two are like a, a, like at official okay, like, rough dates, I think, right? Well, I don't know. That's that's five. That's five that they talked about, and I think I think uh, Black Widow is probably going to start filming one of the earliest. But even then, that's a nothing's filming right now. So if you want to get something out by you know this time frame of next year, you've got a year. No, that's true. Marvel has two films usually a year, right? That's their mo now. So, so so without telling us what they are, Marvel and Disney have said that that movies will be released on May first and November sixth of twenty twenty. So they they're 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 in pre production on those absolutely, and it's possible we don't know what they are. It's possible some of them have begun stealth filming and they haven't announced announced them yet well but we already know that and by the same token if they haven't announced something that's coming out a little bit over a year from now it's not that hard to think of disney releasing a uh, star wars movie or starting a star wars movie for december 2020 right but it's just you're absolutely right it's just that they i I, i'm just thinking like i don't know they're announcing that they're that that these dates have been claimed for disney and marvel or whatever two years ahead of time you're you're because you're not wrong like by any means but but they've they've also like scheduled that through 2022 like they're doing at least two movies a year marvel is and they've said like these are the tentpole dates that we're releasing marvel films disney and marvel have said so that so they've they've committed to making six more films whereas literally all star wars has said is they're making those movies with no release dates, which is just interesting. It's a, it is different. And by that measure, it's so different. Like we shouldn't be looking at Marvel as any kind of guide. So I think, right. so you, so, so I think that's a good point. The only reason anything is close to the vest right now with, uh, with Marvel is just because of Avengers Endgame is sort of right. the end of their first 10 years. And so I, I think we won't hear anything probably announced until, until either I think D twenty three is at the end of this year, uh-huh. or the end end of the summer, or either at uh, San Diego Comic Con, we'll start hearing what their plans are for next year after Endgame. I think you're right because I think that there's twofold because they want to retain any spoilers. Although at the same time, like we already know Spider Man. Like now, I've heard some people complain that Figgy ruined it because he said that that the new movie takes place after Endgame. Like I don't I don't care that it doesn't ruin yeah, anything. Come on. Like of course it did, but but between that and Black Panther, we knew uh, enough that I think it's kind of weird. But at the same time, just to preserve some mystery, they're not going to say anything about the next Thor movie. If there's going to be another Thor movie or whatever, like. But I think part of it too is to like if they announce what those six movies are, thinking that they do have them in mind, like that they know which ones Eternals, which ones Shang Chi, which ones what, which one is Black Panther, you know. Uh, and Captain Marvel too, I'm sure. Like, like all these different things they're going to do for this next phase and expanding it. Like, I think at the same time, they also want to kind of ease into the idea to the average person, to the per- people who haven't paid attention to what everyone has said and what everyone's contracts are, and 
how it's all shaking out and thinking we probably never going to get another Iron Man movie, Captain America movie. You know what I mean? Like people, Marvel probably doesn't want to like remind people of that until they're excited about the stuff that's coming. Yeah, you know, if that makes sense. Well, I, and I, I think we're never going to get a, uh, another Guardians of the Galaxy movie either. I, I think I, it's done. I, I think volume volume three is toast. My opinion. You could definitely be right. You definitely we'll could be. Some, we'll get something with these characters, but I think anybody who would want to film a James Gunn script and then try and put in James Gunn music, you know, it's best to just let those fir- those two movies exist as they are with his sensibilities and then maybe take the characters in a different direction. But I still think a, a natural way to do it, a, there's a natural way to do it inspired directly from what's happening in the comics right now. We're several issues into Asgardians of the Galaxy. I agree with you. And Look, it's just like, I would love to, a, a Thor and a, a, the two Chris's together in a movie would be fantastic. Yeah, plus you throw in Beta Ray Bill, dude. Get a horse head, horse skull head, uh, Thor friend, uh, alien, like with, with his own magic hammer. Like that'd be that'd be rad. You add in uh, from characters from Ragnarok, like Valkyrie and uh, and Korg, an awesome huge gay rock man. Like there's also oh, such yeah. a cool. There's also such a cool extra characters you can add in with characters we know from guardians of the galaxy and cool characters from from thor like i think uh that's like a natural it's a natural way to go with it they've are the, like there's all sorts of stuff they they take directly from the comics all the time and that's an easy way to do it heck you throw a doctor yeah. strange if they wanted like <laughs> although, although yeah because because i'm not sure if the whole idea is i forget the name of it the name of the arc but i'm not sure if the arc with the Asgardians settling in Oklahoma wouldn't would work for the. MCU. I love that comic, and I do feel like it kind. Of, I don't remember the name. I don't remember the name of like like what they called it for is like a trade paperback or whatever. But like the story didn't have like a wasn't a part one of anything. It was just how how the J Michael Straczynski, the dude who created um, Babylon Five, and Deep Space Nine and uh, Star Star Trek just ripped him off. <laughs> Right, right. That's why he made Babylon Five. Uh, but he he, uh, he was writing it in Olivier Coipel, an amazingly talented uh, French fella who draws a bunch of stuff for Marvel. He he drew that beginning of that arc. That was the. How do you say I, his name? Uh, Olivier Coipel, I think, or Coipel. Okay. I know who you're talking about. He's I'm, so good. I I met him a couple times in, in uh, or saw him a couple times at Comic Con. It wasn't what I expected. With like, I don't know. He's, his Thor is very Conan. He is. He's, he, oh, yeah. He's drawing like Conan, or he drew Conan covers, I think, for a little while, or maybe he drew some uh, a new one. It looks perfect. Like his Thor is is Conan. He's broad as heck, and like everybody looks great. All the Asgardians look great. It's it's it's, uh, it's Broxton, Oklahoma, I think. Yeah, I'm just not sure. Uh, you know, it's a great story. I just don't know if it would be something interesting in the MCU. One thing I, I, I think. Good. Oh, I was going to say one thing I think that would work uh, really well um, from it would be the way that they resurrected uh, Loki. And if the rumor isn't true that there is going to be a Sith series, my theory uh, would be, and my, it's more of like a wish than a theory, but because Sith is uh, played by Jamie Alexander, there's a, there's a, there's a rumor that there's going to be a, a Sif series as well on Disney play. In addition to the Loki series and the rumored, uh, uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision and, uh, 
uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon series. And what if it's not that? What if they've just actually signed her on and she is filming a series, but it's the storyline from the Broxton, Oklahoma resurrection and everyone's gets resurrected. So everyone that's died in the most recent Ragnarok will be brought back as new people. And Loki steals because he's the guy of mischief instead of resurrecting into his own body, he steals Sif's body. And so now he's lady Loki. And so what if they do that arc? And so before Tom Hiddleston comes back as Loki, uh, First, he, he steals her body, and he's an evil Lady Loki, like from the comics. If they end up going the secret invasion route and have Loki have been a Skrull, the one that died in, uh, in Infinity War, does that cheapen it? it? It does, and it sort of makes it weird, though, like because there's a bit of an emotional bit with him talking about his brother. I think that, that cheapens it a little bit, but... It's also it's not the Loki movie or the Thor movie. It's an Avengers movie, so I think that's okay. Yeah, you just have to find a time where it's like, oh, oh no, he switched them out here. And I do think they they have a pretty good. I mean, that whole bit with the whole evacuation in space works. And I also just think that I don't know. You don't need that out the the scroll invasion with Loki as much. Like there's other characters like Heimdall or someone you could use with that space thing to bring back. Oh because, yeah, I think feel like Loki. With the between God of Mischief and just the uh, Ragnarok, like the cycle of resurrection that's built into Norse mythology, like it's it's not it's not unbelievable that he could come back on his own. But I, I'd be okay with that. I I kind of hate the secret invasion route idea just because I don't want any of these characters to have turned out to be scrolls. I can't I can't think of anyone who it really works with. But yeah, there's not there's not enough random people to to be able to pull it off. The, their universe has just gotten fleshed out. Like 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 to comic book levels. Like like there's so many cool characters. Like who is it gonna be Wong? It's like Wong <laughs> you know, like I don't know. Oh, we might even we might even and I know we have to end this soon. Uh, at least I I know that uh like imagine if Disney announces that next year is is uh its first Fox property. Like the next Disney Marvel movie is like a, a Fantastic Four movie. Four. Yes, that'd be crazy. That would explain why it'd be played close to the vest or whatever. Or if it's just in that six, if it's in twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two, that wouldn't that would be crazy. It'd be cool. Or just like uh, something that came along with it, like Silver Surfer, it'd be rad. Oh God, so uh, Silver Surfer. If you could do that, see that 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 for me, I, I forget who I was talking about, or maybe I posted online, but. That's actually what you need to start with. You need to, as quickly as possible, establish Silver Surfer in the MCU. And then if you're going to have another 10-year plan, make the villain at the end of 10 years Galactus arriving on Earth. Just start it with you know Silver Surfer's origin story. And then just go through it. You know, him show up and be a, be a presence, but then all the people have to combine to fight him you know, 10 years down the road. I think that's a good idea. And you could have him interact with characters from Thor and, and from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, like in space. And you could make it really satisfying and fun and lead into that. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, you could do, you could do everything else that you want. You just have, have him set up really early. And then Avengers 8 rolls around. In, uh, or it's Avengers, Avengers X-Men versus Galactus. I don't know. Oh, yeah, Jesus. we're we're in for it. 
I, I you know, I, I need to, I need to get in shape so I stay healthy. <laughs> As you can see, the MCU versions of all the Marvel stuff, uh, all all the X Men and Fantastic Four related characters. Yeah, well, just, and you know, nerd and, stuff. and what in two years? Uh, now that Punisher's over, two years of inactivity mean all that stuff reverts to Disney Play and and uh, Marvel Studios. Oh, and that and that that uh, that Hot Toys action figure that's going around. Now I've never read the comic, but Punisher as War Machine. Holy yes. crap! Briefly, War Machine was dead because there was Marvel crossover, and every time they kill a black character related to a like a more prominent uh, white character, like like in Civil War, they kill Black Goliath. It's uh, Bill Foster from. Uh, Morris Fishburne from from uh, the movies, but uh, yeah, no, and then during that time, they before they brought him back, he like stole the armor, and it was right after the story arc, I think, with Hydra, where Hydra had taken over everything, and like there was a version of Captain America who was a member of Hydra. It was bad, bad news. Oh yeah, but, yeah. But uh, in the aftermath of that, Frank uh, stole the War Machine armor. Because no one was using it and out of respect for, for uh, Rhodey being dead at the time. So he spray painted the skull on the mask and on the front and went out and murdered a bunch of fascists. <laughs> it looked cool. It, looked no, it, cool. Was, it was cool. It was a fun story. Like at the end of it, Tony, Tony confiscates the armor. It's like, you can't do this. This isn't yours. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it, it was satisfying, <laughs> and it's a, a very, very cool hot toy. Like it, I think I saw that image today or yesterday. Yeah, it looks great. Right. Well, we should wrap up. Uh, yeah, I feel like we just need to get an announcement soon. Get an idea what Star Wars schedule is. I'm sure you're right, but there's stuff already planned out that we just don't know about. I just have no idea what what that would be. Honestly, I can't. I can't imagine a, and, and we'll we'll make it fast on this. I can't imagine a celebration where they had nothing new to announce. That's everything's that's already, true. Everything's already been announced. We already know there's a casting show. We already know there's a Clone Wars card. You know, we already know everything. I just can't see them going. Okay, <laughs> there you go. People are, people are going to want to know what's coming after the end of the Skywalker saga. I think I think you're right. I can't. I just can't see them being like. Okay, we're going to announce what's going to happen two years from now. Because <laughs> I mean, it'll already be, it'll, look, these are now every other year, right? These celebrations? Yeah. So they're going to announce what's going to happen in 2000. I mean, it doesn't make sense to have 2020. Uh, 2020 to be when you're going to announce, oh, no, it'd be 2021 when you're going to announce things for 2021. That's weird. No, I'm with you. It would be weird, but who knows if they're going to stick to that every other year schedule that they said they were switching to, or if they didn't just skip a year and then have, sure. have another one. I think, Oof. I don't know. I, I, I bet you're right that the, there's something coming sooner than we think. And it'll be interesting for sure. Yep. Well, good episode, Jared. It, I'm sure uh, a lot of our listeners, they're used to us going off track, but at least it's about stuff they probably like. Yeah, it's not totally crazy. We didn't talk about like just totally inside baseball '80s movies or whatever. <laughs> right. We talked about basically Marvel and um, Star Wars. So very good. Yeah, we, 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 we mentioned what Conan looking Thor. And I managed to not 
talk about a crawl reboot. So, <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that. Anyways, all right. Well, everyone, uh, I'll, I'll take us out, Jared. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, Tim will probably be back next week. Andrea, I'm not sure what's going on with her. Apparently, she got a gorilla painting. Um, that may be taking her time. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, anyways, thank you, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Bye.